Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncorked with Funny Wine Girl. This is Funny Wine Girl, Janine Luby. And it's a new year. Can you believe it? 2024. It's fresh and I have a fresh face and voice on to kick off the new year, which I'm excited about. But I wanted to also just say to people, because I know you're going to see a lot of stuff in the news and social media about New Year's resolutions. Don't get yourself excited or worried about that stuff. If you're ready to make a change, make a change. If you start and then you think you fail or you falter, it's okay. You can pick yourself back up and start the next day. Or you don't even have to do New Year's resolutions just because someone else is doing them. Remember, you can make a change anytime you want when you're ready and and just try to keep it you know, realistic so it doesn't add more stress to your life because none of us need that, right? So just keep that in mind. I know, of course, of course, it's also good to have goals, right? Sometimes resolutions aren't realistic. They're just things we feel we need to set. But if we have goals and they're specific and they're manageable and they're things like that, and we can celebrate every single step of success that you make because you deserve it. So, all right, without further ado, I also like to say how I know my guests. So this week's guest is an impressive young woman named Kylie Montigny. And I think I had heard of one of her podcasts first before I knew about her. Uh, it's Nipa Story. And I, I, was, I had the pleasure of being on back in September. And I heard about it. And I think I might have reached out to her. And then she reached out to me. And I was thrilled to be on her podcast. But that's just one of the many things that this young woman does. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Kylie Montigny. Hello. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure. It's always weird to be on the other side of the camera, to be honest with you. But, you know, it's always a pleasure to be on here chatting with you. Absolutely. And I'm so I'm so excited. You know, with my podcast, I like to promote women every week. And I think you are so amazing already, which is fantastic. I just can't even imagine what you're going to be doing in 20 years because you're already doing this and you're a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're in high school? Yeah, I'm currently a junior in high school. Okay. So you're a junior in high school. You've already got two podcasts going on. And I see on your Facebook, you're involved in a lot of civic uh, projects, community projects. But before we get into all of that, just tell me whatever you want to share with the listeners, just a little bit about uh, where you're from, the area, and uh, just, and then we'll start talking about how you got into the whole podcast idea. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, I'm Kylie Montagna. I'm 17 years old from Scram, Pennsylvania, the one and only the office. That's what it's known for. Like, you know, it's office is what made Scranton known, right? And so basically, I am 17 years old. I'm from a, well, a small town right in the Scranton area. Um, I am the host of two podcasts, one locally, one internationally. Um, basically, I'm talking that I'm the founder of Power Girls, which is an organization hopefully to be a nonprofit in 2024. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, I it's basically an organization that's dedicated to any gender bias and inclusion in the media. But um, they, I'm sure we will discuss it later on. But with the podcast, I interview people with locally, internationally for both podcasts to spotlight their businesses, their um, talents, and really just, you know, inspire others to do the same and to really, um, to get their stories out there and to make them to feel seen and heard with their stories and to have people connect uh, with their stories and the experiences. So that's kind of a 
little tiny tamandra. I know I can probably go on for a little longer than that, honestly, but that's kind of a little, you know, a little jest for everyone. Okay. And I think when I was on your podcast and we talked, I believe you're also a Penn State fan. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Die hard. Die yes. Hard. Go blue and white, Nittany Lions. Yes, we are Penn State. Yeah, I remember that. I, I won't forget a, a fellow uh, Nittany Lion fan. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even know where to begin because to be honest, like young people get a bad rap sometimes. And I mean, and sometimes rightfully so, <laughs> but I I mean, only because like you think, okay, they're on video games or, you know, it's hard to, you know, sometimes they feel like it seems like they don't want to talk to adults. They only want to talk, you know, to their friends or whatever. And here you are, you're out there interviewing people, which is so impressive to me. How did you get started uh, doing that? Or what did you just one day say, I think I want to start a podcast or were you inspired by someone in particular? How did that get started? Yeah, so it really kind of was both ways, to be quite honest. Like I, during the pandemic, of course, we were stuck at home in quarantine. We basically had nothing to do. Like we were just staying home, spent time with our families that lived in the same household. Like we didn't do much. And so after a while, it really took a toll. And I'm, I'm like, I'm just sick of here, just sitting here and doing nothing, watching television. And of course, it's, it's, that's because... That's the only thing we can do, right, is watch television, sit back and relax and talk to our families through a cell phone or through Zoom, or Skype, whatever you did. But growing up, um, I had two uh, journalists in my family that works for our local news station here in Pennsylvania. And basically, I was always so intrigued by, you know, the stories they covered. I grew up um watching them on the news and still do that to this day. I still watch them on the news. And basically, um, I was just always fascinated about, like, you know, their stories, like everything they did. Um, I always asked them a bunch of questions and about, like, their journeys, like what they did or whatever. And I've always been a person that always loves to ask questions about stuff. Because when someone says, oh, I did this, I'd be like, oh, what did you do that for? Like, why? Like, I'm always asking questions. And basically, during the pandemic, like one day back in 2021, I was like, why not just start a podcast out of nowhere? Like, it just hit me. And it it was kind of a little, you know, project to do something a little fun to to keep myself entertained until the pandemic was over and we got like our life is back to normal and basically I started that and that was a talk of fan podcast I started that's two years before I started NEPA story I started NEPA story this year but um I started that and thinking it would not last a couple months I thought it was gonna last a couple of episodes is that that as a type of person I always quits things very easily so it really thought it was going to be a few episodes very low but now almost three years later going to 2024 is never it's it's never stopping i don't think so it's um you know it really was kind of like the side story of my cousins working for a local news station and also um having you know, a lot of free time on my hands to really do. And that's something, something I never thought I would do ever in my lifetime, usually. Well, I love that you like to ask questions because honestly, that shows that you're curious and curiosity. I 
mean, I took positive psychology courses online and curiosity is good for us. It's so healthy because it shows that we want to learn, which is wonderful. We should never stop doing that. Um, as far as your inspiration, I kind of had an idea. I looked, I just happened, not that I'm stalking, but I was looking before I had ideas for what questions I wanted to ask you. I took a quick look on your Facebook and I did see, are we allowed to say the local news channel? Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. WNEP, I saw John Meyer and his wife, mm -hmm. uh, Rini Workman Meyer. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder if they're related because it made sense to me that you would have such great role models uh, mm -hmm. knowing those two that you could, they would be a great resource for you to talk to about their interview skills and, uh, and locally how they cover the news and everything. So that's exciting that you have access to them. And I'm sure they've been a, a great big help to you, I would imagine. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like I honestly did drive them nuts with questions over the last, you know, <laughs> couple of years, especially nowadays as I'm a junior high school, going to college um, in two years. So, you know, there's always, you know, a bunch of questions I have for them. And I'm sure it drives them crazy all the time with me asking them questions. But I'm sure they love it at the same time. I was going to say, I bet you they want to help you. I'm sure they, uh, they, hey, they if they can help you get on the right path and do great things and introduce the world to people that, you know, their stories need to be heard. I'm sure they're happy to do that. Um, is that something you want to pursue, you think, in college uh, communications, broadcasting? Yeah, that is definitely something I want to do. Um, I Ever since I started podcasting, I knew I wanted to be in the journalism field. I'm not sure which, you know, area I want to be, whether it's like politics, sports, entertainment. I'm always, you know, um, I'm not necessarily very needy in terms of where I want to go. I'm always an open book in terms of what I want to cover, which is something I'm doing now as I'm covering everything for a variety of people. But, you know, I, did, I definitely want to do broadcast journalism when I get older or when I go to college or whatever, not necessarily a specific, you know, field in that area. Well, that's great. So let me ask you, and I know I was on your uh, NEPA or NEPA story, Northeast Pennsylvania, and you highlight local people, but I know with your other one, is it, it's talk of fame, right? Mm -hmm. um, how, and that's international. I'm just curious, because I think it's so impressive. How do you go about uh, um, accessing or securing these guests? Because it's, it's amazing. You have such a wonderful variety of fantastic people that you talk to. Yeah, so that's honestly a very, you know, great question. Like, there is a variety of things I do to get secure. Like, I, sometimes I'll reach out to me for email. Some people, like, I know personally that I had on. Um, or sometimes I'll just, you know, reach out to them on social media. Because, of course, you know, with social media, it's such a very powerful tool, right? And so with having social media and having access it's very easy to meet people that you want to meet, right? So it really is really having social media, it really is very easy for me to secure these connections with people and having them on the podcast. And so when I do um, reach out to these guests about, these po about this podcast, it was you know, it's always very different because, of course, not a lot of people have social media. The only thing that can secure is LinkedIn or email. And so that is really a big way for me to really secure these people is really just 
having social media and also reaching out to them. I may or may not know them or I have a connection with them. So it's really sometimes going to be very difficult, I'm sure. But it really social media is kind of a valid, you know, way for me to secure these people, especially Instagram. That's literally my favorite app of all time. I love Instagram. So really Instagram is kind of the big, you know, way in terms of, you know, securing these people. And sometimes I'll be scrolling through and I'd be like, hey, I know this person. Let's reach out to them. Like sometimes it's out of nowhere. And I'll just reach out to be like, hey, you want to be a guest? And so, you know, it really is a variety of different ways that can, you know, reach out to these people though through social media. That's no, you've got a great point because I've, some of my guests I've had on because I, I just met them on, on social media, on Instagram, if we had similar interests or things like that. And some mm-hmm. folks, um, and it can be difficult though, if you don't know them, because there's one person I wanted on and she was political. She actually was on the John Fetterman campaign. Mm-hmm. And I heard her on a different podcast on Jonathan Van Ness's podcast. And she was fantastic talking about how she used social media to help with the campaign. And I, I know it's hard if they're not following you to send a message. So she probably went and went in her junk and she probably didn't even see it or whatever. But I guess sometimes it doesn't even hurt to make a comment on a post or say something like that because you never know. They might just be intrigued or interested enough, I suppose, to answer back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When I send through like Instagram messages, everything will be in like the hidden folder. Like, do you know how there's like a hidden folder in like requests? Everything will go into that little folder. Like I swear, but sometimes when I send messages on Instagram to these people saying I want to be on like I would like to be on your podcast, and some of them will be like, oh, it's my junk folder. I'm like, okay. Why should I text people throughout Instagram nowadays? Like, if it's just going to go into their junk folder. So, no, I've sent everything through email. But nowadays, social media, with having the commenting thing, anyone can say whatever they want. And so, with having that tool, I can just comment on the post saying, Oh, check your dad, I sent you a message. You know, that's it's just very easy to have that sort of access to those messages, be like, Hey, like I reach out to you, can you respond? Because I'm dying to have you on as a guest. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's a great idea. I'm just thinking now too for follow-up. That's something I should have thought of for that Annie. I think her name's Annie because I'd love to have her on just talking, especially as we approach an election year. Mm. Uh, social media, so much is talked about politics on social media. Everyone's going to be airing their opinions. We're going to be sick of it, I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah, like the social media is actually a big way with having like the 2024 election coming up and the primaries coming up in a couple of months. Of course, you know, the actual election there's honestly so many like ways people see social media with politics like and that's gonna be something that'll be announcing actually on new year's eve so stay tuned for that i know people are probably like why are you talking about breaking news like this is everything is everyone's talking about but it's honestly you know so many news going on that you know some people don't know like oh like what it actually is so really with this project i'm not going to spoil it because you know it's not officially announced yet but i'm sure it'll be announced once this is uploaded but um yeah so really Really, it, like with social media, it can play a big, you know, a, a big amount in politics in a way people be like, oh, my God, why is there politics on social media? Like, that's what everyone's talking about nowadays, especially with the election, 
the um, center races with John Fetterman, Dr. Oz, those type of things. That was crazy here in Pennsylvania. So, you know, really with social media, it really plays, you know, a valid, you know, point into, you know, what politics is, especially nowadays with 2024 election, primary, like everything that involves that. Yeah, yeah, the candidates have to be on social media, especially if they want younger voters. They just have to be on there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that I think that's amazing what you're doing. Um, so you're also a student, of course, and mm-hmm. you also do tell me. I'm really want to know a little bit more about this empower girls because I am all about empowering women, empowering young women and girls. So I love the fact that you're doing that. What exactly is it that you do? Uh, and just just tell us a little bit about that. I know you said it might become a nonprofit. It might not. But what exactly do you do right now with it? Yeah. So with Empower Girls, like I said earlier, it's basically um, an organization that is dedicated to gender bias and inclusion in media. So basically with, with what we're doing, we're still working as it's a pretty new organization I started last year. But we do a variety of workshops, events, um, mentorship program we just started a couple of months ago. Um, and a variety of things. And we just, um, with our programs, we um, we really hope to make girls feel inspired and to really bring representation in the media. Because, of course, with the television, it can be a valid role in how girls see themselves. Like when I was very young, I never saw myself on screen. Like, I never saw myself as the person on screen. Of course, I had role models like my family and stuff, friends I looked up to. But I never really saw role models, you know, on television. I I couldn't even go to watch a movie and be like, oh, this person is so much like me. This person is literally my twin from another, like, generation. Like, it's like I never, like, saw that for some reason. And I didn't know, you know, gender bias and representation, you know, was a thing until the pandemic, you know? It really... It's such a powerful tool, and it's been around for generations, ever since our parents were kids. You know, it's been around since, like, the Me Too movement and the thing. Like, it's been around for a very long time. And so with our organization, we hope to really make a difference with what's going on. Of course, it's every year, it's always changing. It's getting better each year. You know, more people are kind of getting more aware about this problem. So... To go go back to your question, we really just hope to partner and collaborate with different organizations and people and talk and talk to local politicians here in Pennsylvania or in different states or countries to really kind of get um this problem out of outside the box and really just say, okay, this is a problem. Like, what are you gonna do? Because of course, not a lot of people know that this is a problem, right? So we really host a variety of different things like STEM, journalism, sports, mental health. Like we do a variety of friends, workshops and stuff and to really just um talk about these different problems and to really just bring representation into these different career fields and stuff like that. That's great. So are you holding uh the workshops? Are they held online or they have been in person in Northeastern PA or how do you handle those? 
Yeah, so we um are we are creating variety of different workshops. As of right now, we're doing everything online. But um, I, in terms of doing in person, I'm in, in a process of doing a variety of in person workshops. So that's kind of in the works right now. But mostly everything right now is currently online. As I'm that's great though, because then you can ask people anywhere could access you. Is that is that mm-hmm. okay? Is that what they're doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like especially with online, it's more easy to access more people. So really, most of the things we have is online. But of course, we are always looking to do in person events for people here locally in Scranton. That's great, and so that's a great segue. You mentioned locally in Northeast PA here. I saw one of your posts. I I just think I'm so impressed that you're you know, and I I, I don't want it to come off as condescending, but a lot of times you know, younger people do get a bad rap, but it's also great that you're young and doing this now because that means the future is going to be great with more young people like you to mm-hmm. continue the service to the community is fantastic. I saw you involved. I think your picture was in for something called uh, NEPA Summer in the City Food mm-hmm. Dignity Movement. Um, mm-hmm. I know you were in a picture there with a bunch of folks from the community. What is that all about or what brought you, what drew you into that project? I think it just sounds really important. Yeah, so basically, um, that, I got involved with them last year, NEPA Summer in the City. So basically, it's an organization that my friend founded, um, my friend Paul Stevenson. He's a senior at Wyoming Seminary, and me and him have been known each other for years. We're neighbors, so we always, you know, known each other. We always kind of were close friends and everything. We always had a passion for, you know, involved, getting involved and making a difference. But one day, um, he came to me and was like, hey, like, I'm starting this nonprofit organization. And basically, we host different events each year to raise money for one specific organization each year during the summer. And we pick one organization each year and to raise money for their project. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, that's something I'd be interested in. And this year was Food didn't, the Food Didini Movement's been around since 2020 and is founded by the one and only Clancy Harrison. Love her. She's doing amazing things. Um, and so with the Food Didini Movement, like they try to end stigma and everything around farming and stuff. They host um, a bunch of produce stands and support local farmers here in Pennsylvania. I can go on. But then... Um, once I, over the summer, was getting close to Clancy and organization, we, uh, we, me and Paul have worked closely with them over the last couple of months. And uh, luckily, I landed a job with fellowship with them for the last couple of months with Paul. So, you know, with having these local organizations make a difference for farmers and really um, supporting local farmers, because, of course, far- we wouldn't be where we are in life without farmers. We, our foods, crops, and getting local produce is, of course, not a lot of money. Ha- people have money to go to stores and buy all these foods and all these produce. So weekly, we host a variety of, you know, things that we can do to help support people locally without charging that much money. Like we we have a local produce stand called Pay What You Need, Pay What You Can. So basically we have that program that we started a couple months ago where basically we have a, a produce stand. Basically 
we have a we we give them a little check or whatever a little thing and basically you can pay a money to us to donate for to donate to local farmers and basically you don't have to pay anything you can just say pay way can you don't have to pay anything which is amazing because it's really you know not a lot of people have money to really pay for crops and so with having this donation, it can also support our local farmers here in Northeast PA. So that's kind of a little tiny thing about food dating in the PA summer in the city. But it really is a, such two great programs that is really, you know, making a difference here in NEPA. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I have heard of Clancy. I've heard people mention the wonderful work that uh, that she's doing with the food dignity movement in Northeast PA. I mean, two main really important things, helping people who who need food and, as you said, pay what they can afford as opposed to worrying, you know, if they don't have the money and then helping farmers. That's so important. I mean, farmers definitely could use the help right now. And, you know, to have that fresh produce is so important. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing. Um, and then on top of all this, I think you also, do you also have a job as well? Like another mm-hmm. job? I thought, mm-hmm. so you do, because I've seen you post a little bit about the Rail Riders. Do you work for the Rail Riders too? Or who do you work yeah, for? Yeah, I do work for the Rail Riders. I've been working with them since the season and plan to go back next year. But, you know, I have another job that I'm working currently until I go back. But yeah, I'm currently working with them for like the season and stuff like that. That's got to be a fun job, is it? Oh, it's so fun. Like, it's probably the actually one of the most fun I ever had in my life over the last couple of years. Like, you know, it was actually, it was actually my first job I ever had. So really, you know, it was such a really fun job meeting a variety of different people connecting and also watching baseball games. I love baseball coming from a baseball family. I grew up at a baseball field. So, you know, it really was such a fun job to watch a baseball game and see, um, you see some of the players and everything was so like was so fun that's awesome and you plan on going back again this summer Mm -hmm. yeah i plan on going back this year um you know it's gonna be a very fun year a bunch of changes going on but you know very it's definitely gonna be a fun year to you know watch help people make some memories throughout the season that is fantastic. I know it's always fun to go out there. Even like I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I love any sporting event in person. It's so much fun. It's great. It's a great experience just to be part of something like that live and in person. That's really cool. So, so I will, we'll wrap up now. And I know you actually, you're a busy gal. You've got something else on your calendar today, but I just want to thank you for making the time. And I'm just, again, I don't want this to be condescending but I am so happy that you are so active at because it just you're just going to be phenomenal the older you get and the more experience you get because you're already my gosh two podcasts at age 17 and you're already immersed in the community doing some great works so that is wonderful I'm sure that your parents are proud of you and they should be and and hopefully your cousins you know hopefully John Meyer and his wife Rini will will uh, help and offer you some insight and some tips and keep doing that along the way too so you can keep learning Definitely. You know, I wouldn't be here without Renny and John and their insights. So it's always, you know, I love having them in my life and having them, you know, kind of have someone to go to if I have a question about something or whatever I need. So it really is, you know, very, you know, touching to really have someone that is big in the area and for a local big local news station here 
in Pennsylvania to really kind of give me insight. Because not a lot of people do that, you know. Not a lot of people like to give insight for people and to be related to them. Though is such like sometimes I have a dual moment and be like, I'm related to John and Rennie Meyer. Like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> sometimes I think about that at some point you know, over the last couple of months, but. You know, it really is very great to have you know people that you know like give you support. But thank you so um, also so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure to come on and chat with you. You everything you're doing is also amazing. So I really appreciate um for you for letting me come on and chat with you about everything. It's it was such a pleasure. Absolutely, and I want to apologize. I think I said Rini, so it's Rennie, right? I messed up. Yeah, Rennie. <laughs> Rennie. Okay, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> and for those of you listening who aren't in Northeast PA, you can check out WNEP.com. That is like the station, the number one station mm-hmm. in our area here. That's been number one for many years. And John and his wife are uh, very uh, positive people. You could always mm-hmm. tell that from their you know, when they're reporting, you can just tell they're nice people and positive people. And uh, to Kylie's point, I love the fact that they are offering you tips and help and mentoring because that is so important. Sometimes people are afraid to give away their knowledge and that's the absolute Mm -hmm. wrong way to go because the more knowledge we spread, the more it will be just a better community and a better world. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, so they're, they're passing on what they know. And I think that's fabulous. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So thank you again, Kylie. And uh, to my listeners, we're just getting started for the new year. I'm really excited about some guests that I've lined up. I'll be talking to State Senator uh, Rosemary Brown in the end of January. Hopefully nothing will happen with her schedule. Hopefully we'll stay on course with that. And a couple other folks that I I won't say yet just because I'm I'm in the midst of scheduling. But as always, I'm open to suggestions. If you have a a woman in mind that you think has a story to share, please reach out to me. Or if there's a topic you'd love to hear more about, I will do my best to find someone who can talk about that because I want uh, you guys to continue to gain information, insight, inspiration, and a little entertainment here along the way. So I thank you so much for joining. Remember to subscribe to the podcast, share if you can, so you can tell people to check it out. And as I always say, I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of my wine glass.